I'm glad the Lord's gathered us today. <clears throat> I hope He's with us. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sick, but I'm ill. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, ain't, I don't think I got a bug, but I ain't, I ain't right. I'm weak, and uh, which normally is a good sign for whoever I'm preaching to. <laughs> I hope it's, if I'm absolutely miserable and tore to shreds and and feel like I'm about to just either run or curl up and die. Uh, normally, Lord blesses that for His people, so He might get me out of the way. I hope He does. I hope we'll pay attention to Him this morning and not despise what He's given us. Here in uh, Psalm 26, Psalm 26, Psalm 26 begins here in verse 1 with David writing, Judge me, O Lord. Judge me, O Lord. For I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with the dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers, and will not sit with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocency. So will I compass thine altar, O Lord, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men, in whose hands is mischief, and their right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in mine integrity. Redeem me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth in an even place, in an upright place, in the congregations Will I bless the Lord? Let's pray together. Father, be with us. Lord, open our ears and our eyes to see Christ in your holy word. Give me plainness of speech. Lord, bless it to our hearts. Be with us and forgive us for what we are. Lord, see us only in Him. Your perfect, upright, holy Son, our King. Forgive us for what we are, Lord. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. The key to this psalm. There's a lot of hard things we just read that, didn't we? You have a good did you have a how how long would it take you to write an outline on that and explain it? <laughs> when he says, Redeem me. So I walk in my integrity. 
colon, redeem me, there in verse 11. Well, which is it? If you if you're a completely have complete integrity and complete uprightness, you don't need to be redeemed. Do you? If you're doing just fine on your own, you don't need grace. Uh, if you ain't done nothing wrong, you don't need someone to show you mercy. How are we going to understand this song? There's a lot. It seems like some back and forth here, quite a bit. Don't we? If we don't see Christ in it, we don't see nothing. It ain't doing you no good. Throw it away. Somebody said, well, my pastor preaches all kinds. I heard this recently. My pastor preaches all kinds of good things, and it's all truth. And then sometimes he'll throw Christ in a little bit there at the end. It ain't going to do you no good. Go get you a history book. Study the Civil War. Study something that makes you happy. Uh, exploration or, or something to come. Study science. Uh, invent things. It ain't going to do you no eternal good without Christ. It's unprofitable. Can we get a hold of that? Can we, can we really? I mean, can we enter into that? It's unprofitable. I want to warn mankind. You get a good history lesson, that's all you got. Boy, if we could see Christ in this. The key of seeing Christ in this. What unlocks it for us is in verse 6. I will wash my hands in innocency. So will I compass thine altar, O Lord. That means completely surround and be upon and thoroughly overtake the altar. There's only one that can do that. There's only one's blood that's worthy to be on that altar of the Lord and not be cast out. That's the Lord Jesus. That's the Lord Jesus Christ is who that is. These first five verses, these aren't David falsely bragging. <laughs> As I heard God told that fellow one time, they said, are you one of those people that just one-ups everybody? And I said, no, I know somebody that's much worse than that. <laughs> It's one-upping them. <laughs> uh, this isn't David one-upping everybody. He says in verse 1, Psalm 26, verse 1, Judge me, O Lord. That's one of the most frightening things mankind will face outside of Christ is to stand before the Lord God Almighty in judgment. And people foolishly walk through this earth thinking, well, I'll be fine. I'll be all right. My good will outweigh the bad. No, it won't. No, it won't. You don't understand how much bad weighs. That's the problem. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. This might be David speaking just long enough to write this psalm. He knew he was in Christ and in Him. He's absolutely holy. And for that brief second, I see Him. Lord, you judge me. I'm in Christ. <laughs> I'm, I have integrity because I have His integrity. The Lord gave him ten minutes to see Christ to write this song. But David's also the one that said, Enter not into judgment with thy servant. In Psalm 143, he said, For in thy sight shall no man be justified. Don't judge me. Don't let your servant, don't leave me by myself, is what he's saying, to be outside of the Lord. Is this Christ speaking? It is, isn't it? Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. How good have I trusted in the Lord? Is that something you can brag on? Well, I trust the Lord. Oh, really? 
Have you trusted him as he ought to be trusted? Oh, how thoroughly do you and I trust the Lord? Shameful, isn't it? How thoroughly did Christ our King trust the Lord? Unto death. Unto death. He willingly laid down his life in a gruesome, horrible way. Trust in the Father. Why? You had to trust the Father. I have to trust the Father. He trusted the Father for us on our behalf. He fulfilled all for His people. This is Christ speaking. We know that. We read there in verse 1. For I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore I shall not slide. Down in verse 6 says, I will wash my hands in innocency. I'm innocent. Verse 11 says, But as for me, I walk in mine integrity. Mankind flips with the wind. They are solid until they ain't. <laughs> until a fly comes in the room. It's like a bunch of sand you clump up together. It's solid until one drop of rain hits it. It just goes away. The Lord's foot is steady. David prayed that too in Psalm 94. He said, when I said, my foot slippeth. That's continual. That's continual. It happens all the time to God's people, not to heathens. And not to the unregenerate, but to God's people. I'm falling away. I'm sliding out a slippery slope and there's nothing to grab a hold to. And we cry out. We don't work out. We cry out to God. He said, when I, I said my slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. David slipped. He had to experience that to experience the mercy of the Lord not just letting him go. It's what he rightfully earned. Let you go. Let him alone. He didn't. He cried. Lord was merciful. He'd experienced that. Christ's foot never slipped. His face was set like a flint. He was about his father's business. Day in and day out. Why slept? I can't even, I, I don't, I can't even imagine that. Can't imagine that. Verse 2 says, it was, Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Prove me. Prove me in the fires of justice. In him there is no dross. Our dross has been consumed because of him. We're proven to be failures at everything we do, not Him. Try my reins and my heart. Try my, my nature and try what controls it, what controls me, my reins. Test them. That's a serious test. That, that ain't like give me a math problem. You understand that? Try my reins and try my heart. All truth will be exposed. Prove it. Get all the proof out there. Examine me. And you go over with a fine tooth comb and see if you find anything wrong. Fools in this world will think they can do that. Lord, Lord knows my heart. Walking all around this place and they don't know Him. I'm, I do pretty good. I'm a good person. I said some prayers. The only way a believer, a child of God could say that is if he's in Christ. Examine me. Examine my robe. It'll be a couple more weeks. We'll get there for when Jacob deceives Isaac for the birthright. and He's got the robe that feels like his brother. Don't feel my skin. You feel his skin. Don't feel me. Don't examine me. Examine him. What happens when man's reigns and their motives and what controls us on a daily basis? It's the truth. It's every, every one of us, either the Lord showed you or He ain't. What, what's our thing that's been examined? What's the proof that's found in the pudding on that one? 
Paul said, as it's written, there is none right. Let's turn over to Romans 3. Let's look at it. It's, you can quote it, but it's good. to. Sometimes when you look at stuff, it just pops out at you. Romans 3. Romans 3, verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous. Well, I've done some good things. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. Well, I have some discernment and I get it. No, not one. There is none that seeketh after God. Boy, I was looking for God all over and I couldn't find Him. I went to every church in that county and I couldn't find Him. No, you did not. That's the Lord's work. Mankind ain't going to seek God. They are all gone out of the way. You know where you was going? Out of the way. Look at it. They are, are together become unprofitable. There's no good in them. There's no profit in them. There is none that doeth Good. No. Not one. Not a one. Not a one. I'm not that bad. No. You're not. You're, you're horrible. <laughs> you're not righteous. That's what's required. I understand some things. No, you don't. I was seeking God. No, you weren't. You was out of the way. That's where you went. That's unprofitable. It's not profitable. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. We don't doeth good. Oh, left to ourselves, there's no good in us. We can't do good. What did our Lord do? I came down from heaven not to do. Be something done. Righteousness, understanding, uh, performing the will of God. I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of Him that sent me. And this is the Father's will that has sent me. All that He hath given me, I should lose nothing, but raise it up again to the last day. That's what He did. Did I do the will of the Father? Did He complete it? That's what He came to do. Did He do it? He hung on that Roman cross and He cried, It is finished. The examination is over. The proving by the fire of justice is over. The reins and the heart have been examined. And it's finished. What was the result? We have an empty tomb. He is risen. All payment has been paid. All examining is complete. It has been thorough. As thorough as thorough can get. And He's risen. And seated at the right hand of His Father right now. What was said when Christ was examined? His Father looked at Him while He was on this earth. He tried His reins. He said, This is my beloved Son, whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye Him. Hear ye Him. I had this marked too just a second ago I was reading. Hebrews 12. It said, For consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Well, I stopped doing that. Hush. <laughs> Stop saying that. You get that? Stop saying it. I stopped doing this and I went away from this and I stopped watching these movies and reading these books and, and going to those places. You haven't resisted sin unto blood till you bled sweat drops of blood coming out of your body. 
You haven't do that. Christ did. He strived against sin. Not you. If you think you're striving against sin, you, you, you're on a fast track to hell. Your foot's sliding. And you better cry to Him for mercy. Like David did. Well, we think so highly of ourselves, don't we? Verse 3, back to Psalm 26. Why would he do all this stuff? <laughs> Why would he willfully go through all that, live for us, be examined for us, and when the Lord found him, he punished sin on him. Our sin, he knew no sin. He was made our sin. And we saw what the Lord did, did when he saw it. Oh, what a payment, what a price. God's turning his back on God for us. Verse 3 says, for. Here's why he did it. Because. For. Thy loving kindness. He didn't say for my loving kindness, did he? I just love God so much. It don't matter. His loving kindness. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. That's all he saw. I have walked in thy truth. David's writing this because this is Christ our Lord speaking. And because of that love, he said, greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And he said, I'm the good shepherd. I came here, I'm going to lay down my life for my sheep. I'm going to die for them. Isn't that it? Why? Because of the loving kindness of it. Not, not necessity, not, well, this is right and we got to do it. And I grit your teeth and go on. Suck it up. It's, what's, it's the right thing. No, out of love. <laughs> Willingness. To save a people, to make them just like Christ. That's why the Lord purposed this. That's why Christ came and purchased us in His own blood. And that's why the Holy Spirit comes and reveals our sin to us. Shuts us up. Oh. You stop talking. If you, if you've been so embarrassed, you can't show your face. You say, oh, I don't want to see nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. That's, the Lord reveals your sin to you. I'm going to tell you, it's worse than that. You don't want to get out of bed. And it happens often. <laughs> the Holy Spirit comes in love and shows us, chastens us, shows us what we are, and at the same time shows us Christ is the only one that's righteous. He's the only one worthy of being examined. I can't help it. i got to jump to the next step. He's the firstborn. <laughs> He's the rightful heir. And we bow to Him and cry to Him for mercy. He's the one that saved us. Christ is the one speaking it. Verse 4 says, I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go with the dissemblers. That seem about the same to you? Let's read on. I've hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. There's two types of people described here in these two verses. Those that hate God, and it seems obvious to mankind because they curse Him out loud and they put it on their bumper stickers and they, they, they live in wickedness all around us and, and profligate people that's vain and everything that comes out of their mouth and evil and everything they'll do and they'll drown a box of kittens if they get a chance. He don't sit with those people. He's clean. He's holy. But also those that absolutely hate God and are at war with Him and are as religious as you, as you can get. <laughs> I can't stand either one of them. It absolutely just rubs me the wrong way when you're around somebody that's just absolutely evil and profane and everything they do all the time. It's embarrassing. It's horrible. I want to turn away from them. And just as equally as much 
You go to work with a bunch of people that's just hoity-toity and religious, and you can't get a word. You can't talk about what kind of car you drive without them bringing up a commandment or, or scripture or something like that. And, and it's all vain show. It's pretend. Read an article. They're kids playing church. Me and Moose don't see out on that. I, them youngins do that. I don't get whooped, I think. But that ain't my house. In my house, they get whooped. But it's playing church. Adults, they're pretending. They're quoting stuff. And there's no life in it. It's pretend. I'm put off by both. Here in verse 6, the Lord said, I will wash my hands in innocency. So will I compass thine altar, O Lord. Man tried to wash his hands in innocency one time, didn't he? Pilate said, I'll wash my hands of this. I ain't got no part in it. Uh, yeah, you did have part in it. <laughs> you can wash your hands till the skin falls off. It ain't going to do you no good, Pilate. <laughs> it don't work for man. Christ is the one that has clean hands and a pure heart. Isn't he? He's the only one. The ultimate judgment. The ultimate examining. The ultimate trying was at Calvary. And that's where He shed His blood for that altar. You and I cannot approach the altar of the Lord, much less encompass it. Our blood will not do. The blood of bulls and goats will not do. Religion won't do. It must be Him. And He did it. And it's finished. Everything A believer can say everything there because of being in Christ. The Lord, the Father put us in Him before the foundation of the world. And because He lived and He died and He's risen for His people, we can say, in Him, judge me. Who is He that condemneth? Who's going to lay charge to any of God's elect? It's God that condemneth, isn't it? I'm in Him. You done something wrong a long, long time ago? The Lord paid for that. Judge me, ain't nothing there. <laughs> like I said, David probably wrote this in about 10 minutes. You know what happened to the other 50 minutes of that hour? Lord, don't judge your servant. <laughs> don't let my feet slip. Oh, have mercy. Isn't it? That's true. Just as true, isn't it? What do we do when we hear such good things? What is our charge? What's your charge? What's my charge? Verse 7. That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. I may preach. I'm probably have a little bit more insight in that than other people do, but I wouldn't take light of it. I'd warn you. The Lord said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Get it out there. Do what you can. Get after it. He told us to do that, didn't he? Proclaim it. What are we going to say? If I get on a satellite or get on TV and every continent on this globe, what would I say? I'm thankful. God's done a whole lot of wonderful works. They're wondrous. His son did them. He did them for me. He did them for his elect, those that put in him. He's done everything. Salvation's of the Lord. Why did the sun come up today? The Lord did it. Why did it rain? The Lord did it. Why do you have good times, bad times, rich, poor? Why do you have homeless and wealthy? And Lord did it. That's wonderful. I don't see any good in that. 
How could something good come out of something horrible? That's what we looked at with Lot and his daughters. How could, how could something good ever come out of an incestuous relationship like that? That's a, it's impossible. I can't wrap my head around it. You can't wrap your head around it. Well, what man meant for evil, God meant for good. One of those children born is Moab. Then there's a Moabitess come out of Moab named Ruth. She married Boaz. We get a, a savior out of this. His ways are wondrous. His works are wondrous. And I tell you what, you are His workmanship. And we ought to esteem our brethren higher than ourselves. You're wondrous. Me, it's a wonder, God save me. But if He's done a work in me, that's His seed, ain't mine. And just like, just like Hannah uh, returned Samuel to the Lord, the life I have that's been put in me, Lord, it's yours. You keep it, you, you sustain it, and you make it do what you want it to do. Your will be done. That's what it cries out in it. That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. This is a practical application. It's absolutely true. This is the meeting place where the saints of God are gathered. And his saints love it. And his saints go to where the other saints are. Now that's so. Is this talking about his church? Yeah, he is, but believers throughout time. He loved the habitation of the Father's house. Christ went to, he went to the uh, sanctuary every Sabbath, didn't he? <laughs> and he met in rooms and living rooms and preached to them. He's the preacher, capital P preacher. That's him. But he did this because he loved the habitation of the Father's house and where his honor dwelleth. Where does the Lord abide? In us, in his people. Where does he dwell? In his people. Where is he honored? In his people. Not other places. I'm going to go give a whole bunch of stuff to charity. I'm going to honor God. Uh, no, he's honored in the heart. <laughs> you sacrificed to the Lord. Honor and glory and thanksgiving, don't you? We do. And as much as He abides in His people, we abide in Him. Isn't that something? The Lord said, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. And then Davis told us in Psalm 91, Lord, Thou hast been our dwelling place. In all generations. If man's going to have life and live, you got to live somewhere. If he's given us life, we dwell in him and he in us. What a thought. Verse 9 says, Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men. He sat and ate with publicans and sinners and harlots. and He didn't just sit with me, ate with them, didn't he? That's not talking about Sinners that he saved. That's talking about those bloody men who with their wicked hands hung him on a cross. And you know who that is? Everybody hates him. Everybody hates him. Everybody's trying to do something to get an edge on God to make him do something for them. And debt God to themselves. Whether it's in a whole bunch of pretty good, truth, semi-truthful religion and they're trying to just sanctify themselves or they'll just fly it out and say, I'm going to do something good and make him do something. I'm going to pray till he gives and prayer warriors, and nonsense. People knock that junk off. 
Lord dwells in His people and we dwell in Him. And we honor Him where He dwells. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life of bloody men, in whose hands mischief, and their right hand is full of bribes. <laughs> That's this religious world, isn't it? I wonder if those Pharisees old would have thought about the helicopters and jet airplanes and Gucci handbags and Ferraris and all that stuff. Boy, we, we was born in the wrong time. This is most people want to be born before. They'd probably want to be born after, huh? I get a helicopter, a Gucci suit. Filthy lucre. Their right hands are full of bribes, as was verse 11. But as for me, I will walk in my mine integrity. Redeem me. And be merciful unto me. We've established that the Lord is the one speaking here. We've established He's the one that has integrity. He's holy. He's undefiled. Perfect. Without sin. Well, how can He be redeemed? He said, redeem me and be merciful unto me. He doesn't need mercy, does He? <laughs> Why does He say that? He said, unto me. You want know to help me through that? He went to Saul and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Well, Saul wasn't around. <laughs> he persecuted the Lord's people, didn't he? He sat there and held her coach, said, y'all doing a fine job. I get rounder rocks, get a little bit bigger rocks when you're stoning Stephen. Keep up a good work. I got my marching orders. I'm going to go take women, children, whoever that say that they believe in this Jesus Christ, and I'm going to put them in prison. I'm going to sort this out. Our Lord asked him, why did you persecute me? The oneness. John baptized me. John said, I need you to baptize me. What are, you, what are you talking about? And he said, thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Us. My foot standeth in an even. That means upright, holy, just place. My foot standeth. That means it has stood. It stands right now and shall always stand. In an upright place, in the congregations, will I bless the Lord. In the house of God, yes. Wherever He sent a man after His own heart to proclaim Christ and Him crucified, they will bless the Lord. But in our hearts, don't we? I pray the Lord gives us a new heart. Gives us mercy for today and grace for today to see him today. Like David, give us 10 minutes. I, I give me some breathing room. <laughs> give me 10 minutes to see that if Christ revealed himself to me, I'm in him. Now, what you got to worry about? What you got to worry about? You've been examined, you've been tried, your reigns, the heart's been looked on. I've lived a few days on this earth. I met 10, 15 people in my life, maybe a little more than that, 100,000, I don't know. I kind of know when somebody's lying, you know, when they're just saying things for superfluidity, when they're blowing smoke and trying to, to make the, the place look good and smell good. I got a good idea on that. God looks on the heart, don't He? If I see that, what do you think He sees? So if He gives 10 minutes... I hope, I hope all day. It'll be eternity when, it, when we leave this body of death. 
to know that we're in Him. We're perfect. The reins have been tried. The heart's been tried. And it's finished. What will you do if He gives you that? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And then I'll go publish the works. Let me tell everybody what you did. Maybe I got brothers and sisters out there they heard it yet. I want to tell them. Kind of repeats itself, don't it? I pray be merciful to us. Lord, thank you for this hour. Allow us to see ourselves only in Christ and bow only to Him as you see us. What a thought that is, Lord. What a humbling thought. What a motivating thought. The love, your loving kindness that's shed abroad in our hearts in the face of Jesus Christ. What a hope we have. Lord, be gracious to us and merciful to us. Be with us. Abide with us. Allow us to see your presence. Be with our brethren out here with us. and Lord, make them hungry and feed them. Give them a word for the hour. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. All right, brother. Thank <laughs> you.